the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, co-hosting this hour with the wonderful Jade Warshaw and my co-host chair right there. And we are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And again, talking about your life and your money, so give us a call. So first up this hour, we have Laura in Toronto, Canada. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you guys today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling. How can we help? So I've been listening to your show daily for the last few months, and I read Total Money Makeover, and now I need some advice. So we've always been fairly responsible and frugal with our money, um, but since listening to you guys recently, I've wanted to start doing more. So I've been selling off a lot of things that we don't need or use anymore, kind of like how everybody suggests to sell everything until the kids think they're next. Mm -hmm. Um, My three-year-old and my five-year-old are now starting to notice and have started asking more questions about money and what I'm saving for and where it's going. So my question is, do you have any advice on how to talk to kids about money and at what age? And is there a way to teach them to respect it without causing any kind of anxiety? I know my girls are still little, but I don't want to burden them with adult things like debt and mortgages, but I want to try and start them off right. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about like government shutdown and oh, stuff with our five-year-old. Exactly, We're fine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great question, Laura. And I think even your intentionality behind it early on Um is huge. And then I would say too, I give you props that your kids are picking up on what you're doing. Cause we always say, if you're a parent, you know, more is caught than taught. Like your kids are watching so much of what you're, the choices you're making in life and even your emotions around it, right? They, yeah. they pick up so much. And so um, the fact that they're seeing change in you, Laura, I think is amazing because that means you're changing, right? You're doing something different when it comes to your money and they're seeing that. So Props to you in that regard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would keep it very age appropriate. I think we do find families that are in a season of sacrifice mm-hmm. to make a financial goal, like getting out of debt or having money saved, uh, to bring the kids along in that and make it a family themed idea, right? That like as a family, we are choosing to do this and it's not just mom and dad in isolation doing it. Mm, And so talking, yeah, so talking to them and I think again, age appropriately and just saying, yeah, you know, mom and dad, we don't want money to be a stress point in our life. So for us, you know, whether it's you're getting out of debt, so we don't, so we actually, when mom and dad make money from work, we get to keep it and decide what we want to do with it instead of sending it. You know, you can even talk to them about payments and like what that looks like, Oh yeah, what debt is. And so, yeah, it's again, very age appropriate, but starting those conversations, uh, I think is, is key. Yeah, Laura, I talked. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jade. I was going to say, I, you know, my, my kids, they see this show and they see us talking about money and debt all day. And my son has started asking, like, what is debt? And so we've talked to him about it. I mean, we've explained that when you borrow money, you have to give it back. And here's what that looks like. And even um, as simple as sometimes I'll go if I buy something and he just thinks, you know, you can go to Target and pick whatever you want off the shelf. And I'm like, no, when mama leaves every day, I'm going to earn money. And then when we earn that money, we get to decide how to spend it. So there's part of it that just introducing them to the idea that you go and you work, and then this is what you get for your time and it's not unlimited, right? And I think that's been a big one. And then two, just um, the choices in your language, right? Because Dr. John and I were talking about this the other day. Your kids remember things mentally, but their body also remembers how things felt. And so when you're going through a season of getting out of debt, if you guys are feeling 
anxiety and stress and oh we got to do this we got to do it like this we got to do it now I would challenge you to make the feeling like, oh, this is so good for us. We're sacrificing. We're going to have freedom. We're going to have choices. It's exciting. And it make it rather, an exciting yeah. thing, mm -hmm. a thing that feels like liberating, empowering. And then their bodies are going to remember that feeling. Oh, man, when mom and dad took control of their life. I mean, yep. I've never seen them more confident. So I think there's a lot that can be done with the mood that you're creating um, in the house surrounding getting out of debt and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I know I'm yeah, writing a, I'm yeah. writing a book right now uh, Sissy Goff wrote and it's all about uh, anxiety and kids and she talks about that if as a parent if you have anxiety your kids are t are seven times more likely wow. for that so just that I think that's key Laura the environment you create is it is it's huge it impacts mm -hmm. your kids and then the other thing Laura I would also say with your kids so that that uh, everything we just kind of spoke on was the perspective of you know you as the parent reacting to your money situation to your kids but let your kids feel and experience money on their own and so having them even at their age you know they can do a couple of chores here Absolutely. and there and pay them and teaching them especially your older when you're five-year-old you know give save and spend it's like these three basic buckets of money but it's buckets that as adults that's basically what we can do with money we yeah. can give it we can save it and spend it and we want to do all three and so you kind of start letting them experience the emotion and the principle, uh, ha you know, uh, habit building ideas around money themselves, even at a young age. So, Laura, if you hang on the line, Austin's going to pick up and I want to give you Financial Peace Junior because that's our set of teaching young kids how to handle money and Smart Money, Smart Kids. It's the first book I wrote uh, with my dad. It was a New York Times bestseller because it was it's all about the perspective from the child of growing up in a home where money is talked about mm -hmm. and it's in a perspective that is healthy and obviously dad was the parent in that and what they did. So um, I'm going to give you those, Laura, because I think this is this is the part of this show that we talk about changing your family tree. Absolutely. Because there's a generational uh, habit that is built and what your kids see and what they experience and what they believe about money is passed down to them. And you can do it well uh, and intentional like you are, or sometimes it's just accidental and your kids get what they get. Right. And, and so I think the intentional routes is really, it's important because money's such a stressful part of life. And when 100%. your kids can see that healthy perspective, it's big. So thanks Laura for the call. We appreciate it. So Jade, what's been the biggest stuff? Because your kids are how old? Two, uh, three and five. So, so you have exactly their age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my oldest, he's just at the point where it's like, oh, okay. So he does chores and he gets, you know, a little bit of money for his chores, but still going into the store, he doesn't understand like, this only buys so much. So we're constantly explaining like, you only have so much. And if you want more, you have to work more. And the more you work, the more money you have and you can buy things that are more expensive. So we're kind of in that phase right now. Um, my youngest, you know, she's, she's, she's not there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> she's not there yet, but yeah. yeah. I know, and it's, it's so funny too, to watch your kids and, and I have a eight-year-old and a six-year-old and for sure there are personalities yeah. when it comes to it where I'm like, I know which way you're gonna be bent. Um, and I just announced today, actually, I'm, I have a kid's book coming out in November. Whoop, it's whoop. called I'm Glad for What I Have. And it's dedicated to my middle daughter because it, it's all about contentment. Yeah. And it's for younger kids. But it's um, learning that contentment piece 
is huge that it's okay to have nice stuff. Yeah. But we don't want our nice stuff to have us. So and, important. And our kids think that the Amazon delivery guy is like part of the family, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. they can he get just in this, come whenever he wants. Yeah, they get in this <laughs> rhythm of like what what stuff is today. Yeah. What's crazy is our kids don't even see money. They don't see cash anymore. They don't see <sighs> even debit cards or credit cards. It's on your phone. That's right. You're buying online. So making that connection for our kids in a real life scenario is so is so key. So key. So thanks again, Laura, for the call. And we'll be back. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. And if you guys enjoy the show, it's so helpful if you share the show, subscribe to the show, leave a review. All of those things really help in the algorithm of... (laughs) The world of podcasts and YouTube and all of it uh, because we want the show in front of as many people as possible because we want to be able to help them when it comes to their life and their money. So it's always helpful when you guys do that. We know you do it because we see uh, the response and the numbers and all of it. So we're so grateful for that. And again, trying to get trying to get this country under control jade i know that's right one show at one a time one show at a time <laughs> one episode <laughs> at a time all right up next we have philip in birmingham hey philip welcome to the show hey guys thanks for having me on absolutely how can we help so i got maybe more of a two-part question um i'll start with the with the first part so I've been listening pretty intently for the past week. Uh, I did financial peace when me and my wife first got married six years ago. Um, and haven't really followed it as closely as we probably should have. Uh, we currently have $13,000 in unhealthy debt that we own on a car. And we have one hundred thirty-five. Wait, 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 wait. When you say unhealthy debt, <laughs> what do you mean by that? And tell me what the healthy debt is. Uh, the only reason I say that is I'm, I'm just putting my mind in the right perspective that I want to get rid of all, all of our debt. Okay. So there, so you do know there's not really like healthy debt per se? Absolutely. Okay. But uh, plenty of people would say it's completely necessary to get a car. Yes. And that, that's fine. And I, I don't want to go with the grain on that. Okay, good. So I'm trying to allow myself emotionally to catch up to... Uh, lifestyle changes that me and wife are starting to make over the past like, few weeks, mm-hmm. and the first start is just mentally saying, "Okay, we're going to have we're going to have a little bit of a, a verbal battle with what the world typically tells people." Her and me changing my your age. language. Well, I Jay, see. I Jay's like it. I like on. it. Jay, I like it. You're not getting anything past Jay, right. Philip. So watch the, out. Thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> in debt, um, which is unhealthy as it all is. So what else you got? Correct. <laughs> um, and then and then our mortgage, which we owe 135k. We got that 
three years ago. Um, thankfully before things got really crazy, but still we owe 135 K on that. Uh-huh. Um, aside from that, we have, we have zero debt, zero medical bills, zero student loans. So we're okay on that side, mm-hmm. but we still want to get ahead of the curb. And, uh, that's the first part of just saying, Hey, this is, this is everything we have going on right now. And the second part of my question was, I, I do want to get rid of the debt we have in our car, but I also haven't invested nearly as much into our retirement as I want to. I currently invest into a Roth IRA. And um, my question was, should I keep hitting, like should I maximize as much as I can to my Roth IRA mm-hmm. and still try to pay extra on the car? Or should I put that on hold, knock at the car first, and then hit uh, my Roth IRA and mutual funds heavy after that? Yeah. Um, I see the benefit of both sides. I just, I don't want to, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to be 31. Yeah, um, I think you're, I think you're month, freaking out so. and I, I think you're freaking out and I don't think you need to freak out as, as okay. bad as you are. I like that you're on top of this. I like that you're looking at um, the future and you're going, all right, what do I need to do to make sure that we're set up in the best possible way? Um, but you know, you're, you're not new to our teachings. So, you know, we walk through a series of baby steps. And so what do you think that I'm going to say? Uh, we need to get rid of uh, our, our car loan. <laughs> ding, ding, possible. ding, ding. Yeah. And do you know why, though? The, do you know kind of the principle behind that? Sure. So what is it? You're, te- you're, you're, te- you're the teacher right now because I think you know this. <laughs> uh, I do. It just helps having a third party who's unbiased. Kind of <laughs> let us well, I, I, I'm not unbiased. I'm not unbiased. I'm yeah. not unbiased. But... So, Philip, I think, I think, the, I think what you can get in your head because you sounds we always say there's like either the nerd or the free spirit are you probably the nerd i'm gonna assume Uh, a little bit yeah a little bit okay yeah yeah i thought i was right uh you know you're running numbers and calculations and all of this and you're seeing oh my gosh you know my roth and my retirement all of it And, and i understand that i really really do and again what you said at the beginning of the call is we're going against the grain and what the grain would say is yeah go ahead you fund retirement you do uh, that you try to you know keep up with your credit card balance and your you know you can pay a little bit on your car some on your hat you know you just spread everything around and you kind of just get mediocre right mediocrity is what the result ends up being uh, because there's not intentional focus on one thing and so the great thing for you Philip is that you're 31 and so retirement if you hold off a few years because how much do you guys make a year how much do you and your wife make. Uh, anywhere between 55 and 60k mm-hmm. okay yeah so you guys will have yeah some time to pay off this car and maybe it's you know maybe it's uh you take an extra job you guys are cutting stuff you're selling stuff mm-hmm. uh you do all of that you know maybe it's a maybe it's an 18 month turnaround right 12 yeah. months it's a year sure. okay that's not going to be detrimental to your retirement it's really not I mean, overall, because you're going to be able to invest more money. If you think about it, just even if you took that car payment mm-hmm. and added that to your Roth on top of what you would have done, right? Like, I mean, right. it just, it starts to compound. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing is that you're going to catch up. And, and here's the deal too, Philip. If you were 61, our advice would be the same regardless. And so, sure. so where you are is in a great spot. You are in a, you're in a healthy spot. You see the problem, attack that car, get it out of here. And then that's going to free you guys up to use some, sa- have some savings and an emergency fund. Do y'all have any money saved right now? Uh, just our emergency funds. Uh, we had some medical bills. We had a daughter this year and I was paying the taxes from rolling over my 401k into a Roth IRA. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, after, after my wife being on maternity leave, which we planned ahead for that, but 
it kind of puts us back to just having an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So we have around three thousand dollars in savings right now. Okay, um, that's that's all we have at the moment. Okay, that's great. Um, and I would be curious. You don't need to sell the car because I think you guys can pay this off. But even if you wanted to run the numbers for fun, Philip, I mean, there's some people that call the show and they're like, "I want out of debt tomorrow. Like, I, like, give me out." And they would take a hit on the car, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. a smaller loan. You know, get a B. I mean, they'll go through that process. You don't need to. The math is is on your side in that in that regard. Yeah, um, you're not in that urgent of a state. But I would say, yeah, run some numbers while y'all are kind of going against the grain. Just keep pushing at it. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised how quickly that, that you'll pay off this 13k. Um, if you get intense, I think it'll go by way faster than you thought. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling, Philip. I appreciate it. And good luck to you guys. And congrats on the on the new addition. Most definitely. The new baby. Yeah. This is. I feel like one of the things that is a. It's kind of a myth in the personal finance space is that you can do eighteen things at once. Yeah. And the secret is, if there is a secret, is especially early on when you're getting out of debt and you're wanting to save a chunk of money in an emergency fund, when you are focused Mm -hmm. and you point everything at one thing and you actually spend time on it, even if it takes a year, if it takes 18 months, 24 months, the progress you see in that is where the idea that personal finance is 80% behavior, it's only 20% head knowledge comes into play. Like when you start to win Mm -hmm. and you start to see progress, not like teeny teeny things here and there and random things like big steps big progress in one area yeah. like paying off debt it, it's it's motivating well yeah because if, if if you don't focus right let's say you've got 500 extra dollars at the end of the month and you're like oh, i'm gonna start paying off debt and each debt gets 50 dollars. like yeah. you never see the needle move and before you know it, you're like this is not working and you just lose your motivation and you go back to your old habits but when you suddenly take that $500 and you throw it at a credit card bill, that's 2000 and you're done yep. in four months, you're like, wait a second, like I can keep going. I can do this forever. And so there's definitely something to be said for focused intensity, turning it, you know, turning the light into a laser beam and you're burning through uh, that debt. So, I mean, that's that's the way to do it. That's the way that works. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And then again, the the idea that people get caught up just like he did, Philip, it's such a that's such a normal mindset of freaking out about retirement because yeah. we do see these charts of compound interest that if you started at 18, you know, what you what you Look. would be all of it, which is all great. And it's true. Yeah. Time is your friend, but yes, but getting things in order and having a peaceful foundation under you financially before you start going and looking far in the future, it's it changes everything. It changes. It changes the emotion around money. It really does. So thanks again, Philip, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So Jade, I'm so excited. 
I think it's in two weekends from now. Yes. Uh, October 19th through the 21st, our money and marriage event is happening here at the Ramsey Event Center right up the hill if you're here. Uh, And it's going to be a multi-day event Uh uh, over the weekend. Dr. John Zaloni and I are kind of heading it up and we're really diving into these topics of money and marriage for a full weekend. And Jade, you're going to be here too. I am. I'm so excited. But we were just talking about how this is very different than some of the other events that we've done. done. I know. In a very good way. Yes. So yeah, it's a lot of um, really, I think like just a point of connection we want to have with the audience because it's couples that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. And again, it's these two subjects that can be really difficult to talk about at times. And so we, it's just, it's, it's going to be very casual. Yes. It's going to be really fun. We want to give you the tools to be able to cast a vision, maybe challenge you in some areas yeah. uh, to be able to walk away. But there's um, some fun guests. John and I, uh, we're doing a panel, actually. Oh. My husband, Winston's going to be there. And John's wife, Sheila, which this is a big deal. This, this never happens. The spouses never end up coming, but we rope them in. Jade, you're going to be there for your session with Sam. Sam's going to be there too. Yeah. Your husband. So yeah. Wow. It's going to be, it's going to be a hangout. We have evening things planned for you guys. So it's going to be really fun. So our VIP and platinum tickets are already sold out. So there's a few more just general emissions. So if you want to go, go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. It's $799 a couple. And wow, that's again, great. yes, we want you out of debt, of course. We want you on baby steps four, five, or six. But I'm saying it, for two people at $7.99? Yeah, for two. Wow, yeah, that's great. Yep. So again, multi-day event, and it's going to be really fun here in Nashville. So get some time away from the kids. Get away from your normal life. Come hang out in Nashville with us. Money and Marriage, October 19th through the 21st. Again, go to RamseySolutions.com slash events uh, to join us. Love it. All right, up next, we have Sean in Louisville. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Jade. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, uh, so my wife and I are on baby steps four, five, and six, and uh, we found out that uh, we are going to have our second child um, sometime around June. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, our, so my, my question is what your all thoughts are on um, pausing, um, pausing four, five, and six to uh, to save up for for the baby. Okay, so are you guys? I'm just clarifying. You have no debt. How much savings do you have in your emergency fund? Uh, Eleven or twelve thousand. Okay, that's great. How much? How much do you need for the baby? Like, what's your deductible going to be? Um, excuse me. Um, it's, uh, I've looked at so many numbers actually trying to figure out what, what plan we're going on next year. Um, so like out Ballpark. of pocket, I think would be like 7,000. Okay. Um, and you're investing 15% right now. Right. I would probably pause the other two. I would keep investing. I wouldn't yeah. stop investing. I think still investing your 15%. But if you guys want to kind of like pull back from paying off the, you know, if you're putting extra yeah. towards the house or something and you want to pull back and save up what that's going to be, uh, I think that's that's a good rule of thumb. Because we always do tell people to pause the debt snowball if you're getting out of debt, mm-hmm. uh, to pause that and pile up cash if you're expecting a baby. Uh, but besides that, Sean, yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't pause I retirement. How much no. do you guys make a year? Uh, 70K. Okay. Have yeah. you run out the numbers? Um 
what that would look like without pausing and where, how much are you able to save by June if you, if you weren't pausing? So if we just stopped five and six, um, we're able to save up like 450 a month, but it, it doesn't, uh, it still doesn't quite get us to the, to that 7,000 mark. I think that's where the, um, where the concern is. What does it get you to? You can do the math, uh, do the math real quick. It's, I, I want to say like, I want to say like 5,000 maybe. What I would do, um, I honestly, I'll be honest, I wouldn't pause retirement for mm-hmm. that. I would, and then as the bills come in, I'd pay the bills as they come in. And you might be surprised because I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back through this, Rachel, of when I had babies and some of the stuff came in right away. Some of it I prepaid. Yeah, and then so most of it's mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, like most of it's at the end and they start rolling the in, but it's not like, it's not like in one day you right. have to write a check for $7,000. Right. So mm-hmm. I'd probably just cash flow it. I'd cash flow the bills as they I come would. in. And Sean, if you guys get to the bo- get to the end of it and you need $1,000 from your emergency funds, then it's not the end of the world. Yeah, grab the $1,000 that you have saved there. Keep fund your retirement. Put your $1,000 you know, back into the emergency yeah. fund, refill it, and you guys just keep going. But I, I would hate for you to lose um, steam on that. Now, if you were yeah. telling me that you needed $17,000 or something, yeah, then we can talk about it. But the fact that you guys are so close to be able to mm. cash flow it. And the bigger thing too here is I wouldn't want to... If for me, it's a habit forming thing. I wouldn't want to build the habit of when we need to do something, we stop retirement. Does that make sense? Even though mm. this is very important, I think there's something to be said mm. for that resourcefulness. Okay, how can we make this work? Because going forward, there are going to be things that you need to do, not just want to do, but need to do that are going to be, you know, very expensive. And I don't want to build the thought of, well, we could pause retirement for a little while to make it happen. Does that make sense? That's kind of where my mind is going on this. And if it were, if this were the conversation going on in my house with Sam, that's the, that's the argument that I would bring up. I'd be like, well, Sam, you know, I think that we can do this without building that habit. So. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, we'd cash flow it, dip into the emergency fund at the end if you need to. Uh, But like Jade said, I think you'll be surprised. I think you guys will be able to get through this. So thanks for the call. Up next, we have Blake in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hey, Blake, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? So I am 23 years old. I'm a flooring contractor married with a two-year-old son. And we have racked up about 30, well, we racked up $33,000 worth of debt. And I've paid about 3,000 of it off. we're looking at like, looking at my note here, $2,200 left in credit cards, um, $12,000 on a truck for my job and $17,000 on a car for my wife. And I want to plan to go to school here in the next two or three years for an associate's degree in uh, mechatronic engineering. And I just want to know how I can best tackle this debt and actually start saving and putting stuff mm. away. Yeah. So I can cash flow that school. I don't want to go into debt for an associate's degree. And I love that. I'm kind of just lost. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> uh, how much are you making right now? Um, I make about 70000 a year. Gross. Okay. That's great. What about your wife? Um, she is not working. She is uh, just at home with our, our boy. Okay, good. Um, so my first thought is 
there's always the the idea of that you've got to increase your income. The faster you want to pay off the debt, obviously the more income coming in is going to be helpful for that. So my mind immediately goes to, is there anything that you can do to increase your income? And is there anything that your wife can do to get some income coming in? Because when it comes to paying off debt, a thousand extra dollars a month does a world of difference. $2,000 extra a month does a world of difference. So that's my first question to you. I know she's staying home uh, with a young one, but is there something that she could do um, while she's at home? Um, she's a, before um, we had our son, she actually got certified as a childbirth doula. Uh-huh. Um, so that she did that for a while yeah. when we yeah. were first married. And, you know, every once in a while she's brought in, you know, a couple thousand bucks here and there. She just is so anxious about like spending time away from her from our boy just because she didn't have a dad growing up and yeah, yeah. and it's kind of and a I, thing I for totally her. yeah I hear that and I would say for a season not a pattern over life but for a season maybe that's something you guys look into and then also Blake she, you guys have almost $30,000 in car debt oh yeah I would look at the $17,000 car and see how much it's worth if you guys could sell that I mean, that that knocks down your debt significantly. Yeah. Even to, if you're upside down. Yeah, yeah, taking a smaller loan. And then, I mean, that gets you guys far ahead. So, Blake, honestly, for me, I would look, I would look at the cars to get a jump start on that. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for the call. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Jay in Orlando. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, girls, how you guys doing? Doing, doing well. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I just uh, jumped right into my question here. Yes. Um, I've got a paid-for house. It's worth about 300000 Nice. Uh, but we have about 150000 in um student loans and car or car debt. So I'm wondering, is it wise to sell that home, pay off every single penny of debt, uh, rent for maybe a year or two, and then, um, and then, uh, buy another home down the road. What's your income? I'm working right now myself. My wife is finishing uh, PTA school. Uh, she'll be starting in probably April, May, so right now we're at about sixty-five thousand a year. And what will she be making when she starts? Uh, she'll be probably around the same sixty-five, seventy, somewhere in that range. Okay. So you've got the student loans, and can you break down the student loans versus the cars? Yeah, we've got about one ten student loans. Okay. And then uh, uh, about thirty for the car, and the rest in credit cards and a stupid refrigerator. Oh gosh, so about 10,000. Yes. Okay. Uh, 20,000. Um so this car, what you owe 30,000 on it, what's it worth? Uh we're we're upside down probably about 7 grand. So it's probably worth about 22 or 23 right now. Mhm. Is that private sale? I, private sale, yes. Well, if it were me, I'd probably be trying to get out of it. Um I'd probably take the $7,000 hit and to to owe less um to knock this debt down significantly um i'll be honest with you i wouldn't sell the house Mm -mm. i just wouldn't Uh, it's such an amazing asset it's going up in value if you were to get out of it now my guess is your interest rate now is far better than it would be in the next year or so if you were to save up and try to buy it's like 
I almost feel like you'd be going backwards to try yeah. to go forward when right now, literally, you can just go forward. <laughs> yeah. And Jay, okay. and, and your wife, when is she going to start work? When did you say she graduates? Uh, she graduates in December. She's taking her board in April. So she'll probably uh, be working like the end of April, early May next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you still, you guys have about six months to that. So, I mean, honestly, your life yeah. changes dramatically, Jay, once she starts working. So you mm-hmm. guys, I mean, it'll take you guys, you know, a few years to do this, but I would rather spend a few years getting out of this consumer debt than taking a hit on an asset like a home. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't think um, selling it. And here's another thing, Jay, that I always caution people, not that it's always, and you can go do what you want. And some people will. They want to sell their house. They want out of debt. They want to do it. But but here's the problem, too. When you get a lump sum of money, this is even true with an inheritance or, you know, if you had an insurance claim and you, you know, got some cash, a big sweep of just getting some cash just to clear out the debt. Yes, that's great because we want you debt free. But also there is something about behavior change that is so crucial and behavior change is caused when you feel a level of pain, you feel a level of sacrifice and you actually win. Like when you right. go through that journey, that's what changes you, Jay. And so not that, oh, you know, if you get a bunch of money, we want you to pay it off, right? I'm not saying not to do it, but also in the same time, it doesn't always change Jay. Yeah. It doesn't always change you. It doesn't change your wife when you just can, you know, just do this full sweep. So, you know, you, Rachel, you, I think I am going to say not to do it. Not to sell the house? Yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think we're going to like, yeah, don't sell the house. Make yourself you go through do, this process. You guys need to do it. And, and and you're gonna get a jump start on this process in six months. Like mm-hmm. these next six months, you're gonna feel it. Christmas Jay is not gonna look like Christmas last year. Like you're gonna be cutting back on things and that's okay for a mm-hmm. season. And then when your wife starts working, that's gonna be gasoline on this. And like Jade said, and if you if you sell the car, you know, then that brings you guys back down to what 120 125 yeah. i mean you know you're just starting to knock this stuff out and so and you've got okay so they've got the 20 the 20,000 in credit cards and refrigerator loans yes that to me like that's that's the kind of debt that keeps you motivated because it's like two thousand dollars here and a thousand like those are the quick wins that you start to go oh oh yeah we can do this we got this yeah. so the way i'll just say the way your debt is set up it's the kind that's like yes like we can really see this traction we can see the movement forward so yeah do not sell that house walk yep. through it yep absolutely does that help jay Yes, that absolutely helps. Thank you so much. I yeah, appreciate that. Absolutely. And remember always, you guys, and those of you listening or watching, that you know the, the deeper you sacrifice and the deeper you say, we're not going on a summer trip next yeah. summer. We're not doing Christmas. Like, we'd, like you just have a season where things are cut back. And it's not forever. It's mm-hmm. not forever. It's for a season to get this progress, to get this debt paid off. And then, Jay, you guys are... What's crazy to me is I'm like... You know, after this journey of maybe what two years, mm-hmm. three years of doing this, yeah, you guys are going to be sitting in a paid-for home with, ma- you know, you guys are going to be making. I mean, oh my gosh, oh yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah, one thirty. I mean, like it's it, it it's powerful to know what your income is going to be able to do when all this debt is cleaned up. So the future's there. We see, yeah. we Not see it for you. Not to mention so many people, Rachel, right now are like, this housing market is so hard. Oh, it's like terrible. With interest yeah, yeah, rates yeah, yeah. and everything, it's so hard to save enough down payment. I'm like, if you can avoid that because yeah. you already have property, I would not right. want to jump into that if nope. I didn't have to. Nope, nope, not at all. All right, Jay, thanks for the call. Up next, we got Jen in Sacramento. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel and Jay. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Yes. So um, I'm wondering if I should change jobs uh, while pregnant or stay at my current job, which is far away. 
Okay. Um, my husband and I are currently on baby step number two. And we just found out that we're expecting our second child next June. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, so we both work a hybrid schedule. We're two and a half hours away, and it pays more. Um, he stays with his family two nights out of the week just to stay close to work. And I go in twice a week, which is a five-hour commute each day. We've oh, my gosh. Almost a year. Yeah, we've been doing this for almost a year now. And so now that we're expecting a, our second child, this is just kind of on my mind. What yeah. are you guys earning at this job to make it worth it? Or is it not worth it? It is worth it. So he works actually two jobs. He works at a hospital and admin, and he also got a side hustle as an adjunct professor. Uh-huh. Um, my job, I've been getting a raise since I started, but it doesn't pay as, I mean, it pays pretty decent. What is um, it? I've, I'm in a, an administrative coordinator. Yeah, but what are you guys earning? In healthcare. Oh, so our total take-home income a month is 15200 Okay. Um, and we have $100,000 in student loans, um, a car loan balance of 7900 We have a mortgage with three seventy-seven dollars left. Um, and then we also have a loan for a solar panel, which is about twenty-three. Okay. So I don't know if I, I want to work part time, but that would like cut into like our goal of like trying to pay off debt um, and also work like closer. I'm considering like a change in career, like maybe a preschool teacher, but I don't know. <laughs> I definitely think that the two and a half hours is not sustainable. Like you can't continue to do that, especially with the kids coming. Um, that being said, I do think you need to find a happy median because going from 15000 a month when you have this debt down to preschool teacher cell you know what i mean that's a big jump Mm -hmm. down so i think that there's got to be a way that you can meet in the middle um in order to make this happen um and kind of do it gradually to where you're still having a nice shovel to pay off this debt because the hard thing to walk away from is such a high income when you do have that debt and with that income you could knock it out so quickly yeah 100 grand in student loans right Mm -hmm. i mean and, and that's i'm sure for was it for you and your husband yeah, yeah. majority of it's mine. Yeah. And, okay. you know, like, don't get me wrong. You're pregnant. There's some things that go into yeah. that, obviously, once you have a baby. But I try to ride this out until as long as you can until you've got to make that switch. Because yeah. when the baby's born, for sure, you're going to have to make that yeah. switch. And, and maybe, you should start preparing now. Yeah. And if you're six months pregnant and you want to be sitting in a car for five yeah, exactly. hours, that's very understandable, Jen. So so looking at, yeah, how, how long you can do that. And when you switch jobs, though, the insurance is big. So you want to make sure your insurance is covered because with the pregnancy and everything, make sure you don't miss that because it may be worth it to stay in just for the insurance to make sure you and baby are good. So make sure to cover that, Jen. But yeah, this is the hard thing with debt. You have it and it's like, oh my gosh, we have to pay this off Mm -hmm. and some sacrifices have to be made. So congrats though on the new baby, Jen. uh, And thanks for the call. All right, that puts this hour in the books. Thank you, Jay, for being a great co-host. Thanks to all the guys in the booth for helping us out. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.